place before us is the unstoppable woman. For us to understand this topic is to know the meaning of unstoppable. What is the meaning, the dictionary meaning of unstoppable? The dictionary meaning of unstoppable is impossible to hinder. That is when you cannot be hindered. Impossible to prevent when you cannot be prevented. That is the meaning of unstoppable. And if you cannot be prevented, that means whatever you set your mind to do, you will achieve it. If you cannot be hindered, whatever God plans for your life, the purpose of God for your life will be achieved. But you all know it is not always so. There are, once a child is born, there are always powers, evil personality, waiting at every developmental level to hinder, stop, or truncate that destiny. And you have to really work it out for you to achieve the purpose of God for your life. If you don't work it out, you just feel you are born and you can achieve purpose for life. It is not always so. Because there are powers that are always waiting at every point in time to either stop you, delay you, or truncate your destiny. So you have to work it out. How do you work it out? Working it out in life is creating a personal relationship with God. You have to create a personal relationship with God. You have to make God your friend. You have to make God your father. You have to make God all in all in your life. That you create a room for God in your heart and commune with God all the time. That is the only way you can become unstoppable. The Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. We look at the book of 4 Samuel chapter 2 verse 9. He will keep the feet of the saints. He will keep the feet of his saints. And the wicked shall he silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. That is what we are talking about. How do you fight an evil man just the day you were born? He has seen a star in you that you are going somewhere. That God has created you to be great. God has created you to be mighty. God has created you to turn the destiny of your family around. And so he is planning where to either delay you or to stop you. How do you fight such an enemy? Unless you make God your personal friend, you can't fight the enemy. That is why the Bible is telling us, by strength shall no mind prevail. You might be very tall. You might have all the strength in the world. You cannot fight an enemy you don't know. A man is out there. In the darkness, you see that he said, it is only God that can silence the wicked in the dark. A man is there, walking out a way to stop you. You don't even know him. And he's perhaps your friend. He's perhaps your relative. He may even be your father or your mother. You don't know. And you want to fight with physical strength. You cannot achieve such battle. The only way to excel, the only way to make it in life, is making God your Lord and personal Savior. And not only that, to create a room for him in your heart and always communicate with him. For every step you want to take in life, invite God. Ask God and he will direct you well in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you know, if you don't do this, I'm telling you this morning, you will be stopped in life. You will be hindered in life, just the way I was hindered years ago. I will tell you a little story. I was working with the Punch newspaper, a very good job. Very, when I mean very, very good job, 
those days, I don't want to mention the salary I was receiving. And I applied to go on a holiday to London. And I was denied a visa. I went to the editor. I said, sir, I have been denied a visa. In my present day, in his laptop, he wrote a letter to UK, um, uh, UK office in London. That why would they uh, deny me a visa? Do you think somebody earning this salary we want to go to your country and be doing many a job? Do you think this person earning this salary with this amount in, his, in her account we want to stay back in your country? He wrote to them in my presence and said I should go. They will give me visa. By the time... After two weeks, they called me to present my passport that was already rejected for visa. And that was how I found myself in the streets of London. Praise the Lord. When I came back from London, two weeks after I came back from London, I had a dream. And the dream was that 16 of us in the department were sacked. And the sack letter they gave me, it was not my name. I told the other manager, this is not my name. Why are you giving me? And he said, they asked him to give me. I said, why? I said, I'm not collecting. It's not my name. He said, okay, I should hold it. Let him go and inquire why they said he should give me that letter. I heard it, and I woke up. When I woke up, I did nothing about it. I did not pray. Nothing. And when my husband woke up, I told him, we did nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing about it. The only thing I did was to gossip about it. When I got to the office that morning, I gathered my friends. I had a dream, oh, this is the dream. I narrated it. And there was a guy in that office. He heard us laughing. They were calling me I Joseph the Dreamer, and we were laughing. And the guy came. He said, what are, why are you people laughing? And we told him the dream. He said, you had a dream too? I said, yes. He said, he had the same dream last night. We started laughing. They were not saying, we are Joseph the dreamer. And we laughed, and that was the end of it. That was the end of it. I did nothing about it. Then, three months later, 16 of us in the department were sacked. And this other guy that heard that I had a dream, and he had a dream, went to his pastor. They gave him a program. He did. He cut himself out of that uh, evil, evil that was going to happen in the department. And the evil that eventually threw all of us out of the department was initiated by him. And yet it was not affected. It didn't affect him. I that know nothing about it. The advert in question they carried, the money they shared, I knew nothing about it but I was affected. I allowed them to stop me. Do I look like somebody that have ever visited London anymore? No, I allowed them to stop me. I allowed them to stop me. And the guy came, he said, you were giving letter. I said, yes. You were giving letter, I said, yes. Why? I said, why are you asking me why? Shabby, they gave everybody a letter. He said, you saw it three months ago. You allow a stone coming, and you open your eyes, and he enter your eyes. And he shook his head and left. And I started crying. That was how I allowed them to stop me from a corporate environment to withhold selling. That was how I allowed them to stop me. If you don't create a personal relationship with your maker, you will be stopping life. You will be stopping life. The only way you cannot be stopped is creating a relationship with God, communing with God, develop your spirit. That is the only way. 
you cannot be stopped in life. If you refuse to develop your spirit, you refuse to create a relationship with God, definitely you will be stopped. May God not let you be stopped in life in Jesus' name. Amen. Then we go, we look at the book of Psalms. Psalm 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watcherman worketh but in vain. That is what I'm telling you. You can, you can decide to build, I want to build this factory. I want to build this business. If you do not invite God into that business, it will not work. Because the Bible is making it clear to us here that unless he builds your business, unless he builds your life, unless you create a personal relationship with him, you cannot go far in life. The only way you can go far in life is creating a personal relationship with God. It's knowing your God. It's doing the will of God. At that time, I was stopped. I was a Christian. I wedded in, in Redeem. We were Christian. But did we develop our spirit? We could we hear from God? God showed me that thing in the dream to stop it so that I will not be stopped. I did nothing and they stopped me. The only way you can excel in life, the only way you can move forward in life is to go and make friends with your maker. Create a room in your heart for him. Commune with him at every point in time. It's not just to pray, but make sure you create a relationship. Make sure you develop your spirit. You develop your spirit. That when God is speaking, you know. You should, be, you, should, you should be able to identify the voice of God. You should be able to tell that this is God talking to me at every point in time. If you don't do that, may God not let them stop us in Jesus' name. Amen. I will equally tell you a story that in your home, you are a divine partner to your husband. You are a divine partner to assist him to fulfill purpose to fulfill destiny. And if you fail in that aspect, as a woman, you will become a witch. Unless you develop yourself, you are the engine of your home, the prayer house of your home. That is what a woman is in the home. If you refuse to be a prayer house to your husband, a prayer house to your children, a prayer house to your home, that home, they can't go far in life. But if you take that position that I'm a divine partner with this man going somewhere to happen and you commune with God, you create a relationship with God, you make yourself a prayer house, you pray your husband into success, you pray your children into success, there is no way you can go far in life. I will equally tell you a story. That I refused to do in the past and I became a witch. So I will tell you that story now. Sometimes ago, I got married to my husband. He was doing very well. We married year 2000. By year 2002, we got the first car. By year 2001, we got the first car. 2002, we got the second car. Life was beautiful. I was working, he was working. Everything was sweet. I told you I was stopped. And even as at that time, we just believed that it was just sack that sacked me. And we still didn't do anything. On Sunday, we would dress gaily, enter motor, and go to church. Life was sweet. We didn't do anything until they stopped him. 
He lost first job. He struggled to get a second job. He lost it. He struggled to get a third job. He lost it. And the wilderness experience started. And we were on that wilderness experience for five solid years. And we became lean. We sold the first car. We sold the second car. The only car that was left is that small car that all of you know, the Suzuki. That, why was that one there? We would have seen, maybe we would have seen Selito. It was there because, because it was very new. As I then, 2008 model, the parts were very scarce and very expensive. So people were not willing to pay good money. And so we were managing. When we discovered that, managing in a rented apartment, he built the house as far back as 2004, 2005. And we refused to go there because he said it, he said it was a bush. I was pressurizing him to go there. He said it was a bush. But when the crisis came, we ran there. We ran to go and hide there. So we were in your born, at least we are not paying rent. I became a woman that was planning cassava and doing fufu for all to eat. We will eat fufu in the morning, eat fufu in the evening, eat fufu in the, in the afternoon. At times my son will say, mommy, I'm not eating fufu today. I will say, ah, you knew when your daddy was working now. If you are going to school, they were calling you Mr. Beast Boy. No, I was the one producing it, processing it. It wasn't smelling. I was doing it right. I said, you know, when your mates in the school were calling you Mr. Beast Boy, I don't cook for you. We just carry a pack and give you. So if we cannot afford it now, please manage. He will just take little. And all of us became lean. That was it. Initially, his family members were calling me witch behind me. He married our brother. He was up there. She's now in the house. Everything collapsed. They were calling me, calling me witch behind me. By the time... The journey didn't end in one year, two years, three years. To my face, they were calling me witch. And there is level where people will convince your husband. Your husband will even be tempted to believe that you are the one doing him, that you are the witch. He got to that level, it was like that. It was like that. That I was the witch. I was the one behind what he was passing through. The, the, one of his brothers took us to a pastor at Ayetoro. And that woman was really bold enough to tell me to my face that I'm the one doing my husband. And I look at her, I said, is it possible for one to be a witch and you don't know? Because the whole thing was, I don't understand. And to me, I even lost my job. Oh, me, I'm not in my old wood that I lost my job. And now they are calling me a witch on top of it. No. <laughs> The pastor told me that I'm a witch, that I'm the one doing my husband. I look at it. I said, me doing my husband. He said, yes. Where she shot herself in the leg, she told us that by this time, uh, by July, your husband will, will, will secure a very good job. He gave us fasting and prayer. We did, we, we did it. And we were waiting for July for the job to come. My pastor said you should fast and pray so that you will not do compulsory one when the crisis comes. And he said the truth. Fast and pray. If when I had a dream, I had prayed and I had fasted, I will not be doing marathon. I eventually was going to a mountain of fire. Three days marathon fasting. I won't eat, I won't drink, I won't do anything for solid three days. Yet things didn't change because they have already got hold of us. That was it. 
If you don't pray, you don't fast when you are supposed to. You don't talk to God when you are supposed to. You just feel things are rosy. You just flow like that. May God not let them stop you in Jesus' name. And came July. We were hopeful. July came and gone. August came and gone. December came and gone. So that woman was eventually a fake prophet. So we, we continue in our search. We were praying to God. Martin of Fire, we changed our church to Martin of Fire. We were attending Martin of Fire. Just to cut the long story short, I think I have vindicated myself today. Am I still a witch? Am I still a witch? So I have... I have vindicated myself. I have prayed my husband into success. I have massaged his head going into success. When I saw it on social media sometimes in the past, that if you refuse to pray your husband into success, you refuse to massage his head going into success, you become a witch. I said, yes, I was one some years ago. But today, I am not a witch. I have prayed my husband into success. I have massaged his head going into success. So I am no longer a witch. Praise the Lord! <laughs> when you pray, when you pray, you pray to Jesus. When you pray, you pray to God. I started this sermon by saying I didn't know God. If I say I pray him, it also says it's because I created the relationship with God. That is why I was able to pray him into success. If I didn't create a relationship, the wilderness experience lasted for five solid years. And we were praying. And eventually, God answered us. If you create room in your heart and make God your Lord and personal Savior, he will surely answer us. Praise the Lord. Then we look at another Bible passage. We look at the story of Ruth. It is a very familiar story that we all know very, very well. We all know the story. And we knew how Naomi, the husband, and the two sons went to the land of the Moabites. How the husband died there, how the two sons got married, and they too died, and the two daughter-in-laws were with her. Let us read it. The book of Ruth, chapter 1, from verse 14 to 16. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Oprah kissed uh, mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved to her. What are we saying there? You know, we cut the story. Ruth, uh, Naomi was telling them I have lo- she had lost her husband. She had lost her two sons. You go back to your father's house so that you can remarry again and carry your life forward. They said no. She convinced them and Oprah uh, believed in that and she kissed the mother-in-law and she left. That is why Pastor was saying this morning that you should learn to speak with your spirit mind. As at that time, the circumstances, the prevailing circumstances, the situation surrounding Ruth didn't, there was nothing good in it. There was no future to the physical eyes in it. But yet she cleaved to Naomi. Let's read further. The second verse. And she said, Behold, my sister-in-law. That sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after 
the sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. That people shall be my people. And that God shall be my God. And that God, she said, shall be my God. She has not experienced the God, though. She only experienced that God losing her husband and losing all. But she could see through her inner eyes that there was a God of Naomi that could turn situation around. He said that God shall be my God. That God shall be my God. If it were this day, we said no. Maybe the family really is not doing well. No, I will follow you wherever you go. I will go with you to your people. It will end it there. But Ruth saw in her inner mind the power of the Almighty God. And he went further to say, Your God shall be my God. And whenever you call the name of the God, of the Almighty God, you cannot fail. You cannot fail. So he followed Naomi. We all know the rest of the story. I don't, because of time, I don't really want to read down. We know the rest of the, the story. How she got to the land of Judah, and she met Boaz, and how she got married to Boaz. One of the richest men in the land was who she got married to, and she gave birth to Obed. Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot David. And when you look through that lineage down, that is the lineage of Jesus Christ. So you cannot talk of our personal Lord and Savior without mentioning the name of Ruth. And that was because she believed in the almighty God. She knew the God of Naomi. And she saw with her inner mind that it's a great thing I can achieve through this woman with the help of the almighty God. And she did it. But you look at the Bible. The name of Oprah ended the day she turned back. Ended the day she turned back to her small G God. But Ruth went to the big G God. And today, you cannot read about the lineage of Jesus Christ without mentioning Ruth. So for you to excel in life, for you to be an unstoppable woman, the only thing you need to do is to have God. Create a room in your heart with, for God. Commune with God all the time, and you will become unstoppable. May God not let us be an unstoppable woman in Jesus' name. That is why if you look at the lineage of Jesus Christ, you cannot mention the name any other person or root. The lineage started from root. He gave back to Obed, Obed gave back to Jesse, and Jesse gave back to David. The God of Naomi, the God of Israel, the Almighty God, beautified Ruth's life. Praise the Lord. So you can't make it far in life if you don't hold on to your God. If you don't do the fasting and the prayer early enough in life, they could delay you, they could hinder you, they could stop you. May God not let us be stopped in Jesus' name. Amen. Then look at another story in the Bible. We look at Hannah. It's a very familiar story. We know how Hannah was always going to Shiloh and how she was a barren and how she couldn't have children. And on this faithful day, she decided to wrestle it with God. He said, God, you have to give your daughter a male child. 
Let's look at the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, from verse 10 to 15. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, from verse 10 to 15. And she was in bitterness of, she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of the handmaid, and remember me, and not forget the handmaid, but we give unto the handmaid a male child, then I will give him unto thee, unto thee, unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. That was the prayer of Anna. And he said, and it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drinking? Put away your wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my heart before the Lord. What is she saying there? Hannah had been going to Shiloh all this while, and Eli is a priest. He must have been seeing people coming to pray. Some will pray violently, open their mouth and shout. Some will come and even keep quiet and just talk in their heart to God. Some will even talk, their mouth will be moving, and she, he will not hear anything. But I tell you, when I was reading this passage, my mind told me that Hannah went a different dimension that day. It was not the normal thing that Elia used to see. Hannah left her body and took her spirit to the Almighty God, spirit to spirit, and was talking to God. God, unless you bless me, I need the male child. He was communicating with God, spirit to spirit. You look at it in the physical realm. If you are in the bed, sleeping, if you are on the bed, sleeping, and somebody is beside you, and you are having a dream, and you are talking in that dream. The person beside you could only hear you making, he cannot really hear what you are saying. What is responsible for that? Because somebody that is dreaming is talking in the spirit. It is the spirit man that is talking. The physical body is not involved. That is why when you are dreaming and you are talking, the person sitting beside you cannot hear clearly what you are saying because he is using the physical ear. The physical ear does not hear the words of the spirit. So that the Hannah was talking to God, spirit to spirit, Ilya could not comprehend. So he said, he thought she was drunk. Until you get to that level, communicate with God, spirit to spirit, develop your spirit man to be able to talk to God, spirit to spirit, communicate with God, spirit to spirit. You cannot be an unstoppable woman. If you are able to develop yourself to that level, if you had a dream, you don't need an interpreter. You will be able to interpret it. You will know what to do. Because that day I had that dream. It's just that I was not strong in the spirit. My spirit was not developed. God will not even give you a message without a solution. But I wasn't tuned to that direction in the spirit. My spirit was weak. So Hannah developed. She had been going every year. She had never done what she did that day. If she had done it past 
In the past, she would have achieved earlier results, but she didn't do it. But this time, he said her heart was sorrowful. Her spirit was sore, and she needed result, and she went the other way. She went in her spirit to the Almighty God. Spirit of spirit, Father, look at me. Give me a message. And so, her prayer was answered. No wonder she gave birth to one of the greatest men in history. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, I wrote here, there is none like God. God is all-knowing and all-perfect. Every cell, thought, and breath are sustained by God. Nothing is too difficult for him to do. He cannot be measured. He is beyond measurement. He cannot be defined by size nor amount. He is ever perfect and ever changing. It is my belief and prayer today, as we do all this, God will make us unstoppable in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord.